and you are not alone if you are giving me a really funny look right now through your headphones or your car speakers <laughs> or if you just had to do a double take and think to yourself, what in the world did she just say? Hey, my name is Dakota and I am a new mom and pediatric nurse practitioner. In my time working with kids, I quickly found out that most parents feel completely unprepared for the task of raising tiny humans, even though you are the perfect person for this specific job. Unfortunately, overwhelm, fear, and feeling completely clueless at times are real emotions that most parents experience at one point or another when it comes to the health of their child. The goal of the podcast is to take these feelings down a notch by providing weekly episodes on pediatric health topics. You can expect to learn about the daily things in life, to common illnesses, and everything in between. I want to leave you feeling educated and empowered so that next time a question or situation arises with your child, you can say, I've got this. Before we dive into this week's episode, I have a quick and important disclaimer. The information contained in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. The content solely represents the views and opinions of the Perfectly Unprepared podcast. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of the content you have heard on this podcast. Perfectly Unprepared hereby disclaims any and all liability to any party for any direct, indirect, implied, punitive, special, incidental, or other consequential damages arising directly or indirectly from any use of the content which is provided as is and without warranties. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode of the Perfectly Unprepared podcast. On this episode of the podcast, I am talking about a super pesky virus that most people have not even heard of, but more than likely, a lot of our listeners have probably had this virus themselves or their children have had this virus and they don't even know it. So the virus that I am referring to is called herpangina. And you are not alone if you are giving me a really funny look right now through your headphones or your car speakers, <laughs> or if you just had to do a double take and think to yourself, what in the world did she just say? But herpangina is the virus I'm referring to. And I often get that same reaction from parents when I diagnose their kids with this in the clinic. So herpangina is a virus. It actually is very similar to a virus that a lot of people do know about, which is hand, foot, and mouth disease. So hand, foot, and mouth disease is a virus that gives kids a really yucky rash, and it just isn't fun. And it is pretty common, especially in kids who go to daycares or are in school. And this virus is essentially a cousin to that. So that's kind of a good way to think of it. So what are the symptoms of this weird herpangina virus? So the biggest symptom is oftentimes it starts with a really high fever that kind of comes out of nowhere. When I say high, I'm talking about between 102 to 104 degrees is pretty common with this. And then that fever can sometimes go away as quickly as it came on. 
And then the other way to describe the symptoms I'm going to do in kind of two different age brackets. So the really young kids, think of the kids who can't talk to us, can't tell us what they're feeling or express things. In these kids, herpangina oftentimes looks like them just not wanting to eat or drink. They may be vomiting kind of out of nowhere. And oftentimes they're super fussy and just irritable and you can't figure out what in the world is wrong. So that's the little kids, the older kids, and even adults. Yes, unfortunately, adults can get this too. It is primarily an illness of children, but adults can for sure get this as well. So in adults and older children, kids who can actually verbalize what they're feeling, Oftentimes they're complaining of a headache, they might be complaining of a sore throat, abdominal pain, so kind of vague symptoms that if you're thinking, well, that sounds like a lot of other things, you are correct. So unfortunately, this virus, along with many viruses, mimic a lot of other illnesses. So these symptoms actually are very closely related to the symptoms you see with strep throat, which can make it kind of troublesome. So what does that mean for you? Unfortunately, the reason that this is not diagnosed very commonly is it needs essentially a doctor, a medical professional, a provider to look at you, look at your kid and do the diagnosing. So it needs an exam. A physical exam is really going to be what makes us confidently say this is herpangina. So what am I going to see in the physical exam? The biggest thing that we're going to see that tells us, yes, this is what this is, is little tiny ulcers that are most commonly on the back of the throat, but they can be in a lot of different places in the mouth, um, including the tongue and the gums. And these little ulcers, if you can believe it, I mean, even by the description, they're really not comfortable. So that's what we're seeing. So we're seeing the small ulcers in the back of the throat or in the mouth. That's what's telling us, yes, this is what this diagnosis is. So you might be thinking to yourself, how in the world is this pesky virus spread? So think bodily secretions, which is the case for most illnesses. So runny nose in kids. Um, Even if they're not sick when they're crying, their nose is oftentimes running, they're drooling, they're teething. Um, It can also be found in their poop. So this is why it's super common in daycare settings is that it is in a lot of these secretions that the kids, you know, have at that age. And then The trouble thing with it is it's often spread during the first week actually of illness. So even often it's being spread before we even know that the child is sick. This episode is sponsored by Primally Pure. I have never been more loyal to a brand until I came across Primally Pure. Primally Pure is natural skincare that prides itself on the cleanest and fewest ingredients. I have been using their products for the last few years and have never gotten so many compliments on my skin. I actually have never gotten any compliments on my skin until I started using their skincare. It's that good. I've always had acne-prone skin, and when I had my son, I noticed my skin was changing. They have a full line of products for every skin type, and so this made it so convenient to transition to the best product for me in this state of my skin. 
Each night, I actually look forward to washing my face because their cleansing oil leaves my skin feeling silky smooth. I am so excited to be able to offer my listeners 10% off your first order from Primally Pure. All you have to do is head on over to primallypure.com and use code DAKOTA, D-A-K-O-T-A, at checkout for 10% off everything in your cart. You can also find a link in our show notes that will take you directly to their website. I can't wait for you to try these products. I am so confident you'll love them as much as I do. The next kind of thing is how is this virus diagnosed? I kind of alluded to it, but the biggest thing is seeing those ulcers in the back of the mouth and by the other symptoms that we have. Sometimes these kids, because it does mimic a lot of other illnesses, sometimes we are having to do other testing, primarily being a strep test um, to make sure that it isn't a bacterial infection that needs an antibiotic. So that brings us to our next point. What is the treatment for this thing? So because it is a virus and most viruses there is no treatment for, this is the same thing, unfortunately. So it does go away on its own within about a week time frame. Hopefully the, you know, closer you get to that weak point, your child is going to start feeling better or yourself is going to start feeling better, but it does take about a week. And then what do you do in that time frame? The biggest thing is just managing that pain. So those ulcers are really not comfortable. That's why kids are fussy. They're irritable. They're not wanting to eat or drink. It's because those ulcers are very painful. And so managing that pain with Tylenol or Motrin is often recommended. Um, Sticking to a pretty bland diet to just try not to irritate those ulcers any more than they already are. So cold foods, popsicles, bland foods. So staying away from anything spicy or acidic or even hot, that will really help your child. And then, you know, The good thing about this virus, if you can find a a light at the end of the tunnel, is that there really aren't very many complications that we see from this virus. The biggest thing we do see, though, is dehydration. So because these kids don't want to eat or drink, um, biggest thing is they don't want to drink. They don't want to take their bottles if they're in that age group. And so they do end up getting a little bit dehydrated. So As much as you can, just trying to push the fluids, push their bottles, and get them to drink sips if they can, and then hopefully that pain medicine will kind of help to kind of dull that pain a little bit and get you through. So those are kind of the big things, and the next thing is kind of looking forward. You're like, this sounds like a horrible virus. I really don't want it because it is not fun. Um, This virus is the easiest way to prevent this virus is just really good hand hygiene. So like most things, it's spread by just the things we touch. And so making sure you're washing your hands really well with soap and water. You're teaching your child to wash their hands. It can spread for a like about a it can sometimes spread for a couple of weeks actually after um, they even are showing symptoms. So just continuing after they're feeling better to continue to wash their hands. So hopefully other household members and other, you know, kids that they're around aren't getting sick. 
and then disinfecting toys and surfaces. Like I said, they, they are getting snot, they're getting drool all over everything. So just wiping things down and trying to disinfect as much as you can. Those are the biggest ways to kind of keep it at bay. And so I hope that this is something that you have learned a little bit more about. Like I said, most parents have never even heard of this when I diagnose their kids with this and they are like, what in the world are you talking about? So it's nothing to be afraid of. It just has a funky name and really not fun symptoms. But if we can try to prevent it with the good hand washing let's do it. And if we get it, then we'll deal with it. And just making sure we're, we're sticking up with the hydration and watching the pain management. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the perfectly unprepared podcast. I hope you walk away feeling educated and empowered. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review. This, along with sharing the podcast with others, is the best way to spread the word. As a thank you to my listeners, I have compiled a list of my favorite products just in time for the holidays. I know that the majority of our favorite things were recommended to me by a friend, so I thought I'd help you find something new that you just can't live without. You can bet my Primally Pure products made this list. Follow the link in the description to sign up for this and to check out the show notes for today's show. Until next time, remember, you've got this.